Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to All Worth Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, glad you are here. Taking some time to be part of our lives. Both myself and my co-host, both practicing financial advisors. We spend weekdays helping people like yourself and spend broadcast anywhere on the weekends, helping, hopefully helping you. And love taking your calls, answering questions, talking about what's going on in the current world, the financial markets. Hopefully, um, by being part of the program, you could have a little more Confidence in your own finances. It's a little peace of mind sometimes. It's funny. We were, um, this week we had a number of our advisors together <clears throat> and um, for over a couple of days had a dinner and just chatting and, and I was talking with one of our advisors. He was just, we were talking about how interesting it is that we, we have no wealthy clients. What I mean by that is very few people consider themselves wealthy. So the person with $2 million says, well, I'm <laughs> clearly I'm not wealthy. I mean, if I had $5 million, I'd be wealthy. And the person with $5 million says, well, I'm not wealthy. I mean, if I had $20 million, then I'd be wealthy. But then the, the guy with $20 million, like, well, I don't know. Like, you know, expensive is to do this and that. I've got this. I got things. If I had $100 million, then I'd be wealthy. And like there's very little correlation between how much you have in net worth and savings and financial confidence, how you feel about it. And in part, I think it's those that have done a a great job saving do so because of concern about the future, looking for finances to provide some security. And there's always a portion of it that could be fleeting because there's inflation could eat it up. The stock market can crash. Our systems of government, the debt. I mean, if you want to wake, be awake at two o'clock in the morning and think of all the things that can derail your finances, whether you've got five hundred thousand saved for retirement or or five hundred million, you can still have a a whole list of worries. That's confidence, or lack thereof of confidence. That's right. Yeah, and studies have shown that the people that have a spending plan in place, along with an investment plan, tend to have more confidence in their finances. Because then they can remind themselves, wait a minute. Even if I'm somebody who charters a private plane or spends as huge lifestyle, if you, you can kind of say, here's what I'm spending. Whether you're that person or someone who's got modest savings for retirement, model it out and know with a high degree of confidence that you're going to be able to be, maintain your standard of living throughout the rest of your life. Based Absolute upon what you need security. to live. Based and to allow the portfolios to go through cycles. Yeah. There's actually, there was a... Um, uh, uh, Wall Street Journal had an article this past week. They 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 asked readers to write in about those who aren't planning on retiring, and they probably did ten different stories of people. Here's why I'm not planning on retiring. Here's why I'm not planning on retiring. And um, if you look at the reality, people end up retiring because sometimes the workplace doesn't want them anymore, or for cognitive reasons. Um, some might say the person in the White House might be should be retirement for cognitive reasons, right? But um, it, it I. I the key, I think, what we've discovered with people is, is not necessarily the retirement, be, being in a position where retirement's an option. So you're going to work not for the paycheck, not for the financial security. You're going to work for some other reasons. And so being in the, getting to the point where you are financially confident, financially independent, whether or not you work, that in and of itself can be a, quite a freeing thing. Yes. It was. There was uh, – so we had a bunch of advisors and um, – I had a conversation with a gentleman who has an adult son, and he said um, his adult son's mother-in-law and father-in-law had passed away, and they, his wife had come into a large inheritance. And he said um, it took his own son um, less than three years to blow through all of it. It was quite large, all of it. And he said... Um, like six-figure? Um uh, Seven figure, seven figures, um, and <laughs> okay. he said, he said, he said, you, you, you know, it, it's. He said the, the son would ask me questions about what to do, but then never took the advice, and 
went through all of it. And he said, it's, he said, I've got three children and two of them wouldn't have never acted like that. But the one that inherited the money was like, we hit the lotto and we're going to get rid of it as quickly as possible. And so he made this observation if they ask questions, but they don't listen. And he said, and at some point in time, I just quit giving them advice because I knew what was going to happen and why waste my time on that? And I thought to myself, isn't this strange that this financial advisor who struggled and built his business and was quite successful, uh, then integrated with us, how his own children could watch this and it made no difference. And I thought, nature, nurture. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's, it's you always get a kick out of uh, parents, you know, first time parents with young kids and you They've got, they're doing all these things because this is, it's all going to work out this. They've got all, the whole plan for their kids' lives, right? Yeah. And if anyone has adult kids, you know that most of the time their hopes and dreams for their lives aren't necessarily your hopes and dreams for their lives. They're going to go their own direction. And so here's this guy who goes into the profession of financial planning in large part for the same reason a lot of psychologists do and stuff, right? Like, they issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and here is his son uh, watching. Oh, and it, he was just so troubled by it. He was just really kind of like, uh, it was so hard to watch. And I said, y you know, you just got to give it up. You well, it's always easier to look at someone else's kid and say, why don't you just relax and enjoy the journey? Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> why don't you just relax? You have no control. It's all going to work out. Yeah. Maybe not the way you like, but I, it's going to work I out. did point out, I said, you know, the good thing is, unless there's mental illness or addiction, no one starves in America. That's right. <laughs> that was my condolences to him. Well, they probably had a good few years. <laughs> it was, I wish I was their neighbor. <laughs> their hey, you having a party again Friday night? <laughs> oh, I, rem I remember. In <laughs> what wine are we drinking tonight? I remember in high school, one of my friends had lost an eye in a BB gun accident when he was 18. He came into all this money from a settlement. and uh, Oh, no. Oh, yes. We're 18. <laughs> We he was like, let's go here. I'm like, I don't have any money. It's like I got plenty. Like, let's do this. Let's have a yeah. Big party. Young people and money is usually a bad combination. You want to be very very careful. Well, we've seen it with clients. We've seen it with clients. Their kids get 100%. settlements or inheritances, and it derails. Yeah, on that by the way, I mean, and unless your kids are of an age and of responsibility that they can handle an inheritance we would recommend you structure your estate plan in such a way that there's some limitations on their ability to spend the dollars. And not all kids, I know a lot of parents, they, they want to be totally equal. I've never taken that approach. I've got four kids, like they're all different. I'm not going to be equal. They all have different needs, like whatever. It's just reality. Uh, and, and it's structured differently where I've got one that I don't think this one would is ever going to be good with money. So, there's if I should my wife and I die early, there's some money for her there. She can get a little bit of income based on some factors. She's not getting the the principle of it. Yes. I don't know if she'll ever have control of the principle of it, the way it's structured. And and the others you don't have it that same way. I've got two minors still, so there's yeah, that's, that's it, my yeah, I've got another adult kid that he, 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 Am I still the my, the one my wait, son? Wait, 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 one second, Scott. Years ago, you told me that I was the uh, the trustee. Um, you I, are for am my I still? older two. Yes, am I you still? want that job? <laughs> I'll be okay. <laughs> yep. If they want any money to like start a business, they got to get it from Pat. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> They're uh, yeah. I, in, I do have a successor listed. Past. Okay, thank you. So that, but by the way, if you're named as a trustee of an estate, you do not have to actually take that job. You can actually hire a third party trustee, or you can yes. Name the successor. Considering Pat and I have been business partners for 30 some years. I think I'll be all right. All right, let's uh, take some calls here. If you want to be part of our program, 833 99Worth will get you on All Worth's Money Matters, 833 99Worth. We're in Pennsylvania with Crystal. Crystal, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Yes. Hi, Crystal. Hello. Hello. How are you? We're really good. <laughs> good. What, good. What can we do to help or try to help? Okay. Well, I um, am recently retired from uh, an elementary teacher. Oh, and thank you. I had, yes. Not thank 35. you for retiring. I mean, thank you for being an elementary teacher. <laughs> how, how many years? 35. In oh what grade? Um, I actually taught them all from kindergarten to fourth and then a semester in fifth grade. That is some hard work. I went on, I gotta... <sighs> I went on a field trip with my daughter's fifth grade <laughs> class last week. 
mm-hmm. um, uh, 30 kids uh, to uh-huh. a – where did we go? We went to a university, a planetarium uh-huh. uh, in the university. And I, I got to tell you, Crystal – I couldn't make it as a teacher for uh, more than a day. There, uh, I, <laughs> this last Thursday, I drove a carpool with my neighbors. I had six kids in the car in our suburban, six kids, kindergarten through seventh grade. And I literally remember thinking to myself, I'm being very transparent. I hate this. That's what I thought. <laughs> Just because there's fighting, the sibling fighting, and the one's angry, and the whole thing. I'm like, this oh, is a, gosh. Not a good way to start. So years, God bless well, you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for your, yeah. thank you You're for your service. <laughs> no kidding. I, I have really enjoyed it. It was gift, a gift of God. Oh, that's so great. I, Isn't that wonderful? Good for you. Um, well, yes. So that's where I am um, in, in my income. And um, I have not done a good job doing a lot of savings, but thank goodness for a pension. Um, And now I have come into um, an inheritance, just a slightly around six digit or six, you know, digit inheritance. My father passed away in June of last year. Sorry about that. Thank you. And so now uh, my husband and I are trying to make some decisions about what is the best thing to do with that, whether to put it over, roll it over into the 403k, which is going to be changing when I turn 60, um, 403B, right? That's correct. Okay. Or um, just to put it in there or whether to go ahead and pay off our mortgage, which um, in 2011, we had a 30-year mortgage. So we still have about 47000 left on that. What's the interest rate? Um, um, it's a low interest rate, actually. And um, it, right now we're currently paying about 500 a month. Okay. So, um, what, so let's, let's start with this. How old are you? I am 59. And your spouse? 63. And what's your and monthly- is he retired? He is our building and grounds supervisor at our church. And um, he has not always worked. Uh, he was <laughs> my, guess it's not, my guess is not a high paid job. <laughs> Correct. And um, he has been a stay at home dad for our two children for many of the years. And so his income is. And, and so we are also trying to figure out, um, this is a second thing, what option to take in our um, in my retirement um, for his pension, for the pension. So those are, it's sort of a twofold thing, but yes, we, his income is not very high. He does not have, we do not have savings. We, we pretty much were lucky to live paycheck, but paycheck, but you know, with the Dave Ramsey program, we have done all of the, we have no debt. Um, no. The Other only, than the, the mortgage. Debt, the um, mortgage is and, it. and by the way, so uh, we have, the utmost respect for uh, Dave Ramsey and his, uh, they call them baby steps or money steps or all these different mm-hmm. programs, which are very thematic. Um, and you can follow them if you have the discipline. The mm-hmm. um, What will your monthly pension be as a joint and survivor? So you're going to get the highest benefit to him at your well, death. Well, she hasn't made that decision yet. I understand, but we're going to start decision. with someone. Okay. We're gonna we'll okay, start so with that is because that will it, that will tell us what the it, lowest monthly pension that you will receive. Okay. If I were to go a hundred percent where he would get a hundred percent, it would That's be right. about four thousand four thousand a month. If we went with a fifty fifty percent option, that would be about four thousand a month. Okay. Um so um yeah, well, they're close. Well, it's three thousand nine hundred sixty to four thousand one hundred eighteen. Okay. And so that's the so it's four thousand a month. We're gonna go with that. And mm-hmm. do you, are you social security eligible? Yes. And yes. How, is your husband? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And no money in savings. She's got four or three B. Um, yes. And we um, actually have been putting my, uh, our youngest son through college uh, without any, um, without any debt. So that pretty much has been where our, you know, when he came into working, my husband did, um, we just pretty much saved that away for college expenses. And how much money is and, in your 403B? Um, oh, 250000 Oh, you've done okay. You've done all right. Oh, okay. Okay. You've done okay. Well, that's the, pen- that's the pension. I mean, that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if you we- didn't have the pension, okay. you'd be in trouble. Yes. Exactly. Obviously, yeah. yes. <laughs> but you would have known that through your career and like had made some other plans. Yeah. Uh, right, exactly. What was your what was your income just prior to retirement? So your your, your pension is um, about forty eight thousand a year. What were you at before? 
So are you speaking just my income yes. or combined? My income, income was um, 77000 And how much have you been saving into your 403B the last few years? Um, no. <laughs> this is just the rollover. No, no, no. But were you saving, when, when you were working, were you saving into your 403B? No. Okay. So the 250000 came from years prior? Yes. Okay, yeah, okay. Just, just trying just, to get an yeah. idea of what what it costs to run the household for. So uh, yeah. and so you you inherited uh, it's a million dollars. How much is, did you inherit the? No, 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 no. Six no. figures, not <laughs> seven. Oh, six, not seven. Just, just and actually the lowest you can you know it's just going to be about a hundred thousand. Okay. And your five hundred dollar a month mortgage is that um, including taxes and insurance, or is that just principal and interest? Um, principal and interest. Oh, no, I think it actually, I think it is everything. Let's go with everything. And what do you have in the bank? Um, not much. <laughs> I think if, like, I think you just keep these dollars pretty, pretty conservative. I wouldn't, first of all, you can't roll them into your 403B because that's a tax okay. shelter program. It has to be separate. Okay. It has to come I mean, out of okay. your income in this, and because you're actually retired. There's ways that you do workarounds, but it doesn't work once you retire. Yeah, if I were in your situation, I would probably take that hundred thousand and just put it in some high interest savings. At and at the same time, I would take the four hundred three B and and allocate that a little more aggressively. Um, just because if you if you think about over the next decade, I mean, you're gonna have Social Security kicking at some point in time in the future, which we haven't even discussed, but. Um, right. you know, you've got some expenses that come up. You need a new car. The, you need to replace the roof. Or I mean, you wouldn't have her pay off the mortgage. You're going. I know. I, I know. I've, I've worked I with you a long time. You're vacillating on this one. Well, <clears throat> that's why I asked. Is the print? I like. It, it's my guess is two hundred bucks a month of it is taxes and insurance. Yes, is that right? And what's mm-hmm. the interest rate on it? I, you know, my husband does that part. I, I just know that it was a low one when we got it. So five, yeah, it, five-ish? Probably lower than oh, that. No, it's going to be lower yeah, i got to tell you, it Scott. It might even be lower than that. It was in 2011. It was you think they just pay off the mortgage? I, I would just, look, look, it, this isn't the most thing. Financially. It's a push. Yeah, it's financially you could make an argument why you should keep it in the bank and not pay off the mortgage. I just think for uh-huh. peace of mind. Um, that's what I, that's what we were leaning towards. And I wanna, I'm going to throw in this, too. I am a breast cancer survivor. Um, I worry about going before him. Yep. Um, I, I have been, uh, seven years. Okay. Um, cancer free right now, but yeah, for, as I'm thinking peace of mind, possibly. Yeah, I, I, here's, here's, here's what I would do. I would actually take the full, based on the information you just gave us, I'd take the full joint survivor on the pension. Joint 100%. Joint 100% okay. on the pension. Okay. Um, All right. because of what the information you just shared with us. And that mm-hmm. he is older, I'd pay off that mortgage. I'd put the rest of it in a high yield savings account. I'd reallocate okay. that four hundred three b. I'd roll it into an IRA. And okay. I would. And, yeah, that, that yeah, that and, is going to happen when I turn sixty. And with your husband, with your husband working right now, are you able to manage? Well, you you, you haven't started the pension yet, have you? So we'll see how the time goes. Um, right, right. Cash flow wise, because you could always yeah. start a little bit a distribution from that four hundred three b. But with mm-hmm. your husband working, I would try to hold off. I would as good. Well. Yeah, he's going to work until he's sixty-five. So, so that it, when he he can include, uh, you can take your social security at sixty-five. You can take or it. Medica- at, you can take it or at Medicare. sixty-two if you're not working. Yeah, yeah. And, and Medicare sixty-five. Medicare, Medicare sixty-five. But I wouldn't. I, I would. I. I wouldn't make that decision today. I'd wait until he was sixty-five. Okay. I mean, it, it's okay. it's he works at a church. He's groundskeeper. Mm-hmm. Does he like the the work? Yes. I, yes. So you might. He's very intelligent. I mean, it's just things. It's it's a long story. We won't go into that one. But yes, he you, enjoys the work. He enjoys different things. You might find you want to go back to work. Uh huh. Doing something I know part time or right. You right. worked for thirty five years. You've raised a family. You were pretty engaged. Mm-hmm. You might find mm-hmm. that when you sit at home for three weeks, you're going to go crazy. <laughs> Right, right, right. And, and drive the other people. So take the full joint and survivor, pay the mortgage off. Take I the, like the idea of paying the mortgage off. Just, it's half the inheritance. Okay. Then you could say, wasn't this lovely that it's horrible that my father passed away, but we're able to, he helped us get this mortgage okay. paid off. All right. In full right. disclosure, 
Um, your uh, inheritance is yours. It's not community property. If you pay mm-hmm. off that mortgage, it becomes community property, and it is no longer yours. Just oh, throwing okay. it out there. Um, okay. It, whether that so changes, if you're about ready to kick your husband out of the house, don't do it. <laughs> no, no. Okay. All, all the other issues aside, let's forget about it, it, from, from a pure financial standpoint. Don't get divorced. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, no, not planning nope. on it. <laughs> but perfect, 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 perfect. You're good. All right. Wish you well, Crystal. Okay. Thank you so thanks. much. All right, thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Thirty-five years in the classroom. I mean, I do love. I said that. Like I. I this carpool this week is. I'm sort of like thinking I don't like this at all. Some, some days, days some, some days, days are fun. Some days you like it. It was a little late, and I had trouble getting the seatbelts, and I had to get the seatbelt. And then I'm running late, and then I—that's uh, the whole thing. I enjoyed it when, uh, when I drove my kids sometimes, and I play marketplace on the um, the NPR marketplace on the radio, and have the kids listen to. You me. do remember this is Hanson 2.0. <laughs> yes. So my wife and I raised two biological kids. And then when our son went off to college, we adopted two girls from the foster system. So it's like, oh, it's, <laughs> so there are times I, I don't ever regret, don't get me wrong, but uh, there are times I'm like, oh, like, uh. <laughs> well, God bless you. Look at, look at more blessings. I blessed. am blessed. Frankly, more, I am not complaining. More am, blessings than not. 100%. More, 100%. More blessings I didn't, than not. Yeah, 100%. Or your neighbors are never going to let you drive. <laughs> kids. Actually, you know what? I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story. Um, They're a wonderful family. I love the neighbors. When my kids were little, I drove the kids across the street to school, and we went on a field trip. And um, went on the field trip with the, the kids and the whole thing. And halfway through the field trip, I'm like, eh, I can leave. One of the other parents said, you know, if you want to go, I could bring your kids home. Well, I forgot to tell them that I was driving the neighbor's kids too. So I go home and I'm, my wife's like, how was the field trip? Was it good? I left early. She said, "Uh, how did the neighbor's kids get home? I'm like, oh no. Um, So I had forgotten I had, was supposed to pick up the neighbor's kids on. Was that I, slightly strategic? Because your wife stayed home. You're, you had four, well, you've had five kids, right? So your wife stayed home, take care of the kids. Um, and so, like, you're going to be, you own the calendar <laughs> it, of these things. It right? wasn't strategic. So if you, like, if you, if like, you don't know where all the dishes go, honey, where's the casserole no, dish was go? not. Then you're, they don't. You, yeah. But strangely <laughs> enough, they never asked me to drive. The neighbors never asked me to drive <laughs> carpool again. I felt terrible about it. But it wasn't strategic. It was just, you know me. Sometimes I, I, I get involved in a thought and I completely space out. My, 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 our neighbors, we had to carpool. They have five kids that's controlled chaos in their house. Uh, and they've three times forgotten our daughter on a pickup. Really? <laughs> I, I can't, I'm, I actually understand because I like, I watch these kids and the whole family, the beautiful family. But anyway, let's go back to the calls. Mm-hmm. We're in Arizona talking with Maha. Maha, you're with All Worth's Money, it matters. Hi, how are you? Hi, did we get your name right? Maha, it's perfect. Perfect, right. oh good. How can we help? <laughs> um, yeah, interestingly, um, well, I um, I got divorced from my kids at twenty. I have two. I have twins, twenty year olds, and um, uh, their father and I divorced in twenty twenty one July, and we were very amicable. Long story short, he um, was diagnosed with leukemia six months ago, and he just passed April second. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and his birthday, his you know what, what hurts the most was he was so looking forward to uh, retiring, and he just turned sixty five. On Monday, the seventeenth. So you know, it's still a little bit fresh. How but, long were you um, married to him? Twenty-eight years. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, we were very amicable. And at, towards the end, when he was, um, you know, sick and going back and forth to the hospital, he was like, "Let's get married again." He wanted to make sure I was protected, and you know, he was, uh, you know, really concerned for the family. I mean, even he worked to the last day of his life. I mean, he, uh, like Friday, he told me. Um, wow. You know, I don't think I could make it Monday, and he died that Sunday. Wow. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. So it's still very fresh. That was the second. And um, so, you know, I'm getting all these cards, of course, from Social Security saying, uh, you know, congratulations, you just turned 65. You could retire. How old are you? And also, I'm going to be 60 this year. 
Um, but, you know, I'm getting his mail, too, right? So I'm his executor. Okay. Um, and uh, I still don't, don't even have a death certificate yet. Um, and pretty much, you know, we put everything in – we tried to put everything in the trust. He didn't really have a chance to put, like, um, the beneficiaries in the trust. But the kids are going to inherit, you know, his life insurance policy and his life insurance policy from work, and that's all good. However, um, I guess my question, I'm kind of concerned um, – where he worked, they pretty much, I mean, they're very nice, but they dropped my kid's insurance, like on the day he died. So they don't have insurance. And, and second thing too, is social security. Someone said to me that even though you were divorced, since you were married for so long, um, Oh, okay. You you know my question. (laughs) Well, on your social security, um, yeah, because there's a, a widower's benefit, assuming you're not working. But we're going to take a quick, really quick break. Stick around for just a moment. Sure. We'll be right back. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Matt McLean. We're talking with Maha. Maha, you still with us? Yes, I am. Okay. So, um... So your ex-husband died. You were married 28 years. You were 65 years of age. You have, you have twin. two 20-year-old twins. Um, yeah. And they are the beneficiaries of the life insurance. And right. your question is, do they are they eligible for Social Security? Is that what your question is? Like for Medicare benefit or Medicaid, you know, medical benefit? Nothing. And also, okay. And then also I wasn't sure if there was any benefits for me from his social security even though we weren't married anymore the, yes so yes we were, and i said 10 years or 20 years i believe it's 10 years i believe it's if you're uh, married, married longer than 10, 10 years. years are you working now i'm a realtor so you can define that how you want to define that <laughs> uh, well so you yeah. you could you at age 60 you could take a a widower's benefit um based upon your spouse's social security but you can't work at the same time, so you're limited to I don't know. It's about sixteen thousand or seventeen thousand dollars a year before you start losing thousand. But wages. before you start losing benefit, so it probably doesn't. If you're still working, probably doesn't. Yeah. And you make over, let's say, eighteen thousand dollars a year. It probably doesn't make sense for you to start the widower's benefit. Uh, oh, is the that widow's what it would be? Mm-hmm. benefit. Yeah. You lose one dollar for every two dollars you earn Above, over that, and then until it goes. 19, com- I forget the. And then it goes away completely. Um, how much money will they inherit? Uh, can I just, before we move on, does that also include medical? Like for, for the widower's nope. benefit? Or it does it not? Does not. It no. does oh, not. No, 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 You're oh, on your own. wow. That's, You're that's on your crap. own. Did he have okay. a, so did he, so there's the, the medical thing is done. Um, the medical. Well, that means they have to get insurance. They can go on, uh, the yeah. Did they have any income? Do they have any income? Um, they're both students, and one is part-time. Um, yeah, affordable care. It's dirt, it's dirt cheap. Yeah. I mean, it's a high deductible it's insurance. Yeah. Uh, the Affordable Care Act. Oh, the Affordable it's Care Act. It's dirt cheap. Yeah. Yes. It's not much money at all. All right. I could do that. I mean, I thought I did that for myself last year, and somehow or another I got into, I guess, um, it, it just was really crappy, all the doctors. But, okay, I'll, I'll look at Oh, we that. didn't not say it was good. We didn't say it was good insurance. But if you're a healthy 20-year-old, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you really only need insurance if you've got something catastrophic happens. So right, right. Um, how much money did the, the uh, children inherit? Um, well, he had a $300,000 life insurance policy um, that is going to be split half to half, you know, so 150 okay. each. I'm not really sure how much his job has. They won't give me any information until they have the death certificate. Okay. So that hasn't come yet. And did he? Um, and did, I did he have a pension at his job? Did he accrue a pension? Uh, no, benefit? but he had a four hundred one k, and I inherited that. I'm still the beneficiary of that. And how large was that? Um, I think it's like one hundred fifty, something like that, maybe more. Okay, around that range. That's okay. what it was when I was with him. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't seen it since. Yeah. So because of your age and the financial situation, don't expect anything in terms of Social Security until you quit working. And when you quit working, you may want to uh, apply for against his benefits rather than your own. But that's a decision you'll have to make at that point in time. And in terms okay. of health insurance, that is it's that's non-existent. It's non-existent. Now, if your kids were under 18, they would qualify for their own Social Security benefit. But, but they're, they're not. not. Yeah. Mm. And, okay. Yeah. Well, actually, um, I mean, not to, to get 
TMI here, but like my son um, is on the spectrum and, you know, so he gets a lot of, uh, so I was thinking that there would be like MSS. I kind of a well, there could 20, be a, a, a there could be a disability, but uh, that has nothing to do with the the, the, death, the of death of his father. Yep. Okay, that's completely that, that is dependent. completely independent of uh, the death of his father. Got it. Right. Got it. So all right. And uh, one of the things you want to have a long conversation with your your children about how those dollars are going to be invested and in, yeah and parameters about how to use those monies. I know. We wanted to put them in the trust. They weren't going to get it until they were 30. <laughs> uh, there's also like a CD that he just opened up. He didn't even have a chance to put beneficiaries on it. So hopefully that doesn't go how much are your, How much will your kids inherit? Do you know? Uh, At least 150 Each, yeah. And then I'm sure each, you know, from I have no idea really how much policy he has from work. Um, but you know, they'll, they'll be okay financially. I just would like to, well, um, that's what we'll worry about Yeah, is, is the, them coming into too much money. Right. I know that's particularly why if one's on the spectrum at 30. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's right. That's right. That, so that's, that's what the, the concern should be is, um, because there's no parameters around it because it, it never made it into the trust. So in reality, if things had worked out perfect, you would have named the trust as the uh, beneficiary of all of these dollars, and then there'd be parameters around there, but it didn't happen. So you you really need to – and they're, they're adults. You can't control it. So you, um, you might Actually, be able to persuade. They're very, they're very reliant on me still. They still live with me, and they're looking to me for investment ideas, yeah, yeah. You know, like what do I do? They don't need the money now, you know, so they're, they're not, they're not going to be, you know, they're not partiers. They're, they're good kids. Thank okay. God. And so, um, I think they would be looking, um, for some financial, um, information yeah. and, you know, their dad just opened up a $250,000 policy, not policy, a CD, uh, with, um, so getting that as well. Uh, and there's capital? probably there's probably other yeah. money if he's got So you you may yeah. want to hire a financial advisor so that and an estate attorney and you might want to get particularly if the ones on the spectrum you might want to set up a trust and talk to you about your kids like we're going to put this in trust for your benefit. Yeah. Those are all things that a good financial advisor would walk you through. Okay. You've got a lot of things so going some on parameters here. parameters there. A lot yeah. of things going on. And I can't on do there. anything without the death. I mean wait a <clears throat> Yeah, that takes a while. Oh, well, the death certificate. And boys, I mean, the frontal lobe's not fully developed for a number of years, right? I mean, that's reality. Right. They don't always right, make right. the best choices in their early twenties. Yeah. So you you want to bring in a third party, and it shouldn't shouldn't take very long to a week or two to get the death certificate. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, all yeah. Right. We all wish right. you well. So a financial advisor, then. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Thanks. It's, and it's you know it's funny, Pat. I think. Having having a well thought out estate plan, not a perfect one, because what happens oftentimes is people go to do estate planning, they start discussing every little aspect. Sometimes couples don't agree, and they don't they never finish the process. Having an imperfect estate plan is better than no estate plan. <laughs> exactly. And some of the major things like assets going to kids, when should they receive that? Because you put it on a beneficiary of your four hundred one k or IRA. That's going to pass automatically. It doesn't have any restrictions on it whatsoever. And if they're more interested in car catalogs than college catalogs, the money might be going to buy the latest, coolest car. Yeah. And it depends on the age of the kids. So I updated my, my wife and I updated our trust um, two years ago because the kids became of age and they were in college and graduated from college. And we had a confidence about yeah. who they are as children. Uh, and we actually sat down with them and actually explained to them you know, which was, it was really quite interesting. I have four children, two of them. Um, uh, Scott had mentioned earlier that I had five children. I had a daughter that passed away years and years ago of um, a health condition. So four uh, surviving living children. The When we did the f trust and sat down, I had named two of them as trustees that have um, business backgrounds. And after the conversation, there are now four trustees on the trust. <laughs> They're all trustees? <laughs> yes. Good luck, kids. I know. <laughs> You're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> they were really upset that two that weren't named. Why aren't we all named? I'm like, well, I'll be gone. <laughs> They'll figure it out.
Uh, it was, yeah. You said not a perfect plan, but better than yeah. nothing. Yeah. Some ways it might be good. They're going right? to have to. They're going. And then we put restrictions around it as to. I mean, what, as a parent, you certainly hope that your kids have loving relationships their entire lives, right? With each That's other. A, oh, with each other. <laughs> yes. So maybe that will. <laughs> Maybe it'll force them to work together or not. Maybe it won't. Yeah. All right, let's continue on here. Uh, we are in California talking with Kathleen. Kathleen, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, good morning. How are you? Hi, Kathleen. We're good. What can we do good. to help? Uh, well, typical question, should I claim Social Security at full retirement age, which for me will be March of 2024? Or wait if I plan to work less than 20 hours per week after I retire from my full-time job. So is it worth it to claim well, Social Security and, and potentially be penalized or have it yeah, reduced due to earnings? Yes and no. Um, so it kind of depends on what your overall financial situation and how you feel that the um, Social Security Trust Fund is doing. So tell us about your financial situation. How much money um, do you have in 401ks, IRAs? How much money will you receive in pension? Uh, that Are you sort married? Of thing. Yes. Okay. Married. Um, I have a 401k, but it's not very big. Okay. And so I'm going to be reliant on Social Security and that 401k. My husband has a pension that he'll be eligible for in June of 2024. Um, we don't have a sticks and bricks home. We're full-time RVers, and we have about 25 k in a mortgage um, that we're paying down. On the RV? Uh-huh. Okay. And we are residents of South Dakota. Even though we work in California, since we're nomads, we're registered in South Dakota as residents, even though we pay taxes here in California on our income. All right. And so we're going to leave the state. Once we re retire, we will have no ties to California. Okay. And so, and how large will your husband's pension be? You know, I, I he's been teaching about 17 years. So I don't, I think it's pretty decent. I really don't know. In March of, of 2024, you'll be hold 66 and a half or somewhere in there. What's the. Yes. Actually, three quarters. I'm waiting. I have to go through March so I can get the last matching funds on my 401. And how's your health? Um, no medications, no heart or. I would strongly encourage you no to wait till age. I would strongly encourage you to wait till age seventy. Yeah. Especially if you're working. Really? Especially if you're working. Yes. The more you're reliant on Social Security, the better it is to actually push it out. Especially if you're able to work. And the idea behind oh, okay. that is if you have a normal life expectancy, if you do a net present value of those dollars, um, it, it, it actually works in your favor. The only time we actually encourage people to take Social Security earlier than full retirement age or age 70, and I don't know why this full retirement age is – is such why we pay attention to this. Well, because you can keep working and collect benefits, which is what Kathleen's situation is. Uh, okay, thank you. But the dollar amount, you know, this 80 to 120. I th yeah, I mean, I think the concern, the concern that we have is, let's assume you start Social Security as soon as you can, right? Your normal retirement age. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, uh, theoretically, you could not work, you can quit working today and claim today, which you've not done. But um, the, the, the concern that we have is, let's assume we're now 71, 72, and you you can no longer you can no longer work of any sorts, and you're relying upon Social Security, which is would be a much lesser benefit because you claimed it at full retirement age as opposed to waiting until age seventy. So the, the, if you had a bunch of savings, retirement savings would be one thing, but the reality is you, you don't have a ton of savings. You've chosen a certain lifestyle, which obviously is working out for you. Which is what my point being was is the normally the only time we encourage people to take it earlier is if they don't need it. If they do not need it and they're not working, and the reason behind that is at some point in the future, we believe that they're going to start cutting Social Security benefits, and they'll take it away from those people that aren't Well, they will, as soon as the there. trust fund is a statutory reduction. But we don't, we don't. They say it's across the board, but we know it's not going to be across the board. Okay. Yeah, we think Congress is going to eventually step up and do something. Everyone's afraid to touch it now, but eventually they're going to be forced to. Well, they did in France. 
They did well, in France. It would definitely be They're still protesting. <laughs> They're still protesting. And the they French, might throw all the politicians out. The French protesting. <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> no, so you should absolutely wait till age 70. Okay. Absolutely wait as long as you possibly can. Okay. You, didn't, you didn't want to hear that, but that's our advice to you. No, I really didn't. Uh, but no. that's okay, because I still think that I could probably suck it up for about 20 hours a week. I just don't want to work 40 hours a week anymore. Okay. It's, yeah, and I guess if I could find some place that would still give me benefits for part-time hours, well, aren't, aren't, you'll get Medicare. Is your husband, you said, is a teacher, though. Yeah, is he in a public school system? Yes, and aren't you covered under his health care benefits? I could be okay if I wasn't working. Yeah. But you'll have Medicare sixty-five. Yeah. yeah, you'll have Medicare as well. And my guess is that. Uh, if your husband's health insurance benefits would actually um, pay for the Medicare supplement. Ah, so you need to look into thing. that. Yeah. All right, Kathleen. All right, appreciate again, the call. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the, one of the, um, one of our core values at our organization is honesty. And we, we, part of the def definition of that for our company is telling people what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. It's not always fun. No, because I can't tell you how often as financial advisors, people come in, they plan on retiring next June or whatever the case may be. And we sit down and say, we highly discourage that. Here's why it's not a good idea for you. Um, yeah. And then sometimes they go find an advisor that tells them, sure, just give me the money to manage. I'll never forget, Pat. <clears throat> this was in um, 1999. And uh, this gentleman had an early retirement offer. He was still in his 50s <clears throat> from the phone company. It was, I don't know, it was about a million bucks or something he had um, somewhere in that ballpark. And uh, he came to see me because one of his friends had, had said, you shouldn't, don't, don't, don't retire and invest these dollars until you talk to Scott Hansen for whatever. He must have been a happy client of ours. And I remember talking to this guy and he showed me a, a printout from some financial, I'm not going to call him an advisor. He must have been some broker of some sort of, of a variety of different returns though from the lowest return assumption was 12%. It was from 12 to 20%. So this guy showed him a retirement projection based upon 12 to 20%. Now, this is 1999. Stock market was on fire. And I'm, I had this conversation. I looked at him and I said, I said, you can't, like, there is no way you should expect those returns going forward. We spent some time looking at historical returns. I'm like, look, if you're a, a a good investor and if you can withstand the, the markets and maybe an eight percent long-term return is more realistic assumption for you based upon that like yeah take the early retirement offer but you should probably go back and work for a few years and we, we had a long conversation and he, i'll never forget he's like he left and he said scott i'm really glad we had this conversation it was hard to hear but i'm glad we had this conversation and then um a few weeks later i get a note from him i forget exactly how the communication was but it was essentially yeah, I decided I'm I'm taking that retirement offer and I'm I'm using that the broker who um, I talked to they, the first time that that talked about the hybrid returns. Yeah, as if that. Uh, and I have I I can only imagine his situation today. Well, you know what happened. Yeah, his money was probably put mostly in uh, the tech, tech stock that blew, blew up, up, and then he then went he back sold to work. at the bottom and he went back to work. He went back to work. I had a client same That's, yeah same thing, Scott. Except this story, he sued the broker that actually did um, all of the whole portfolio and tech stocks, sued him, got the proceeds from, had some sort of recovery, and then came back to us and opened an account and invested the proceeds. From so didn't take our advice the first time. <laughs> Correct. Someone blew him up, got a settlement, and then came back. And, and then uh, came back and let us manage <laughs> the money. Oh, well. <clears throat> uh, let's continue on with calls here. We're talking with Carol. Carol, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, how Hi, are Karen. you all today? We're great, thank you. Um, so my, my question kind of revolves around um, IRA conversions to Roth mm -hmm. and whether it is something that would be beneficial for my husband and I. Okay. Um, and I don't know what information you need from me. I mean, I've got all of our savings and what we have. Perfect. How old are you, Carol? Um, we're both 65 now. And are you working or not working? No, I just gave my notice final yesterday and my husband retired six weeks ago. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. 
And, and what will your income for the year 2023 be? Um, for 2023 right now, because we're just going to live off savings. I've got about 175000 in savings for the next year or two. Um, our income will be minus the um, normal deductible, about 72000 Okay. So lower. All right. Yeah. And yeah. how much money do you have in IRAs, 401ks, that sort of thing? So we have about... million in IRAs. My husband has a Roth IRA with about 134,000. And then we also have a brokerage um, account um, with about 850,000 in it. Um, We also own two rental income properties, uh, which are paid in full. So we have about um, a cash flow of 5,800. Now it's still being you know, depreciated and stuff like that. Yeah, so you might want to work on keeping the income below a certain level so you can still depreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. will you receive pensions? Uh, no. I mean, my husband got ESOPs along the way, and I actually did get a pension, but I rolled it over into my retirement plan. And what was, what was your family income for 2022? What have you guys been used to living off of? Um, we, we made about 450000 and have you been in that ballpark income range the last decade? Yep. About, yep. Yep. About, I mean, it's gone up every year. He yeah, okay, but, so every and year is your home paid for? No, we um, have a loan of 14 more years ago um, for 360 left. And it's a 15 year 1.99. Wow. And that's why I paid it off because the interest yep. rate's low. Well, you have a great opportunity for Roth conversion for the next, next couple of years. A hundred great opportunity, like okay. like golden, like yes, okay. yeah, yeah. You you want to convert as much as you possibly can in the next couple of years, um, and probably delay taking Social Security. Yes, and um, would you would you recommend delaying? Yeah, I don't know. Thinking about taking Social Security uh, next year, yeah, and we're both challenge. in the math yeah. that. Raise our income so much. Yeah, I actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, I can take some. Just we can just guess. I'll guess some things, but I mean, you you really need to run the run the numbers here and do a yeah. variety of different scenarios. But I think that this year you should be looking at Roth conversions, and next uh-huh. year you should be. I would probably defer Social Security next year, mm-hmm. um, and do a massive Roth conversion, and. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would decide for the year 2025, whether I was going to do the Roth conversion or take social security. But quite frankly, what you have to do is you actually have to do the calculation of what your required minimum distribution that is and what your, what your true household income needs are. That's right. Because, well, yeah, we, I mean, I'm figuring we need about 17,000 clear a month for all we have. I mean, we have. That's some of your know, insurance on our rentals, and yeah. that's just the whole bucket. We're still helping one daughter through school. She's almost done, though. When you said the income from your rentals was fifty eight hundred, was that annual or, or month. monthly? Month. No, that's monthly. Monthly. Okay. Yeah, that's monthly. Um, yeah, you uh, most certainly want to do the Roth IRA uh, conversions, okay. and okay. next year is uh, pretty simple, and the year after that, I I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, Scott, well, do you have an opinion here? I mean, you, you're like, this is a poster case of, of why working with a, a good financial advisor and running through using the calculations with the tax code, all those things and running some scenarios. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to okay. need to do to make these decisions. Okay. Cause I don't want to get out into such a high category where the taxes are just enormous um so that's like right this year, yeah they well, under a hundred thousand well you know what you don't want you're used to paying high taxes what you don't want to do is take a few years and pay such a low tax rate the way you structure things that suddenly you find yourself in a worse situation down the road. yeah which is so like all of a sudden these required minimum distributions are causing you to go into a much higher tax rate there's that yeah. balance which is how much do i do now how much should i defer when do i take social security and what happens if my account grows at seven or eight percent my ira and then the rmds you know and then i take the cat the tax right the, the mm-hmm. and then i 
titrate them for uh, inflation to see where what bracket I end up in. I mean, it is it's not as simple as hey, you should do it. It is it. What is obvious is that you should be doing. You've got a great planning opportunity. Is what's obvious. Some that's yeah. obvious. And look, I think given what if you didn't have your rental and the income it's providing, you said you needed seventeen thousand net. I'd, I'd probably think it might be a little tight long term. But with that, if you look at a four percent distribution from your overall savings, that's four million dollars. That's one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. Four percent, whether you distribute yeah. it or not distribute it. So that, I mean, that you should be in a in a in yeah, a funny. good situation. Oh, financially, yeah. And then you kick Social Security. Yeah, and in they there might want to take point. it earlier, just based upon what your income's going to be. Oh, now. for Social Security. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's Assuming why. Yeah. Take that's it why. Earlier? Yes, yes, yeah, be, I would. Yes, because of your okay. your net worth and your income. And it's just what the requirement, and it's in the structure of their, your wealth, because that requirement of distribution, that's going to keep growing. And by the time yeah. you requ- you have to take those distributions, you're going to be in, it's going to be a substantial income flowing on your tax return. Okay. So should we take Social Security next year? Probably. But I'd, I'd do the financial planning. I'd probably, <laughs> if I were a betting man, you would take it uh, next year. Yes. Yeah, so, hey, appreciate the call, Carol. And unfortunately, we are. Uh, out of time. We, this show is not only podcast, but it's broadcast on some radio stations as well, which is why we have a kind of clock we need to, we need to live behind, um, which I guess is true with a handful. Of, I listen to some podcasts, the same kind of thing. But anyway, um, I want to let everyone know that we've got our, we have some live in-person investment workshops. And our workshop's called The Investment Question. And we'll be answering the top four investing questions that folks like you uh, are asking right now, which are... Uh, how to generate income in retirement, how to make the most of our cash on hand, what are some of the key facts about the Secure Act 2.0 and Roth conversions. This has to do with the re- how the requirement of distribution dates have been pushed out, et cetera, and also strategies for allocation and diversifying your savings. So uh, it's going to be held on various times and in various cities between May 10th and May 20th. And if you want to sign up and get more information, just go to Allworth Financial forward slash workshops again all the financial forward slash workshops and hopefully it will be helpful for you it's all the time we've had it's been great being with you uh this has been scott hansen and pat mcclain of all with financial this program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence. 